Little Ones, the Sleep Manual Podcast. Welcome or welcome back to the Little Ones Podcast and thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Nikki and I'm here with my Little Ones co-founder, Amanda. Hi. At Little Ones, we have developed a comprehensive set of sleep programs to help your babies and toddlers sleep a whole lot better and solve all your sleep challenges. Find us at www.littleones.co or download our baby sleep app from your app store. Today on the podcast, we are doing a mini episode on our top tips for when you are getting up to feed your little ones in the night. Yeah, because inevitably when you have a baby, you will be doing night feeds. With Mm -hmm. a breast or bottle, we've got a bunch of ways to make these feeds run so much smoother. So let's dive right in. Sure, but first, just a little disclaimer. We're not discussing in this episode whether or not your little one should be feeding in the night or whether or not to wean those night feeds. We're discussing ways to make those middle of the night sessions a lot easier on yourself. Tip one, have everything laid out and ready to go before you go to bed. So Mm -hmm. have your bottle ready or have your water bottle for yourself ready as well. Have your burp cloths and your um, baby's nappies ready to go. So in the middle of the night when you are woken up at 3 a.m. or whatever it is, (laughs) that everything is super easy. You don't have to make any noise. You don't have to wake anyone else up in the house if if Mm -hmm. you need them to keep sleeping well um, and just have it ready to go. It also makes that whole transition um, when you do wake up and get your crying baby out of their cot, you don't then have to fumble around and in the dark, (laughs) in the dark where the Mm -hmm. nappies are and, and whether, you know, where the bottle is or whatever. Um, Yeah. So have everything ready to go. And actually, and actually that, that leads on to our next tip too, because You definitely don't want when you wake up in the middle of the night to be going out into the kitchen, turning the lights on, you know, trying to, like Amanda said, trying to find where your your equipment is or not knowing where where the baby's diapers are or anything like that. So our our next tip is keep the lights off. (laughs) We talk all the time about how important the dark is for your little one's sleep. And that goes for, well, it actually goes for you as well. So if you're getting up to your little one, and this is this is probably the thing we see most often that happens uh, is people are getting up to their little ones in the night and they're putting the light on or they're putting a pretty bright lamp on in their little one's room. And actually, you'll know this one, Amanda. People take their baby out into the lounge yeah. and they turn on the TV. And I get yeah. it. Like you want to be doing something other than feeling like you're spending all these relentless hours just feeding your baby. But having the TV going is like, that makes me so anxious to think about it because the bright light, the blue light from the TV is just going to stimulate your baby and you. It's going to interrupt all of the sleep processes that are happening in your little one's body. The sound, the stimulation, it's actually going to make it a lot harder for you and your baby to get back to sleep. And the goal of all of this, the goal of all of these tips is to make it easy so that your little one feeds efficiently and they basically go straight back to sleep. So there's no fluffing around. There's no try- spending hours trying to settle yeah. them. But if you've got the, the TV blaring and you've got the lights on, you're starting from scratch again, really. Yeah, the goal is, like Nikki said, it, the goal is to have these efficient feeds in the middle of the night and that's it there's Mm. no 
other thing that your baby is then getting used to happening in the middle of the night. It Mm. is feeding when hungry, straight back to sleep. And that will help consolidate your nighttime much earlier than if you do have the TV on and you do then have to spend ages settling your baby back to sleep because they are then used to, I wake up, I feed, it's the middle of the night, I go straight back to sleep, it is still dark. Yeah, so so everything will be quicker. What we especially see in newborn babies is day-night confusion, which um, is where they have their days and their nights mixed up quite simply. So they they often sleep a lot during the day with few wakeful periods and then they are very wakeful overnight or try and stay awake for extended periods of time overnight. One thing that definitely contributes to this and certainly doesn't help is when you are up tending to your baby in the night that you are turning on the lights because you're actually signaling to their body that it's daytime with the lights on. So you're not helping to encourage those natural sleep processes. So if your little one is stuck in this day-night confusion cycle, one of the easiest things you can do is make it very obvious that it is still the middle of the night. So Amanda, if we're, this, getting, up, if we're getting up to our babies in the middle of the night, you know, we do need a little bit of light. Because like, we, yeah. like, we always advise to have your little one's room pitch, pitch black. So what do you recommend? What we used to do is we had um, we had a dimmer switch installed on our babies' rooms when they were newborn so that I could turn it. And I used to even do this before I went to bed. I would make sure so it, that, you know, I didn't accidentally go in and turn the lights on in full bore. I would have it turned down to dim all the way down and then that was my light. The other option is would be to have a dull lamp. Um... And making sure it is a warm white, not a inca- uh, not a fluorescent white light, uh, making it super dim and unstimulating. Um, and also, I mean, using a red light. So if, if you if you're oh, thinking yeah. to get a night light for your little one's room, night lights can definitely be great in the right um, circumstances. And using a, a night light. During your little one's sleep, we would not recommend when they're young. Not for babies. No, under, but well, no, not for young months babies. Old, really, yeah. But having a nightlight in your little one's room is definitely a great light alternative when you need it in the middle of the night. We would just recommend having one that has a red light setting because a red light interrupts yeah. their sleep <laughs> the least. I used to actually, yeah. when I was getting up to my kids in the night, I would just use the, and I, I still do this. If I have to get up for whatever reason to the dog or whatever in the night, I just use the light from my phone screen. Like I just, not the torch, mm. like I just tap the screen and just use the light from it. And when it's dark and your eyes are used to the dark, that's enough light. Like it's enough light. Yeah. You just got to pick up your baby, change their diaper, feed them and put them back in. So you do not need the lights on. <laughs> no. And this... Then brings us on to tip number three, keeping your baby in the same room for their feeds mm-hmm. um, as where they are sleeping. So there's no temperature shift. It's um, it's keeping them in that same zone. There's less stimulation, less movement. You know, they're not going out to the, the lounge. It is just easier have that um, have that chair inside their room, feed them. And again, it's just... Nighttime is for feeding only, nothing else. 
yeah, feeding that's right. and, straight and back to sleep. It's interesting that you mentioned that temperature shift because temperature is actually quite um, an important, plays an important role in our little ones settling and sleep. And so we often talk mm. about how important it is to get the right nursery temperature for their sleep in general. But actually what happens is one of the biological processes of falling asleep is our bodies go through um, a temperature shift which can be encouraged by having like a bath or a shower before bed which is why this is often a really great thing to have in a bedtime routine you're forcing a temperature shift and that helps to kick off the processes for sleep but it also works the other way so if your little one is in their sort of nice cool room for sleeping and you're suddenly taking them out of there into a different temperature and inevitably other rooms in the house would probably be different temperatures um, you're interfering yeah. again with, especially if it's a warmer room, you're interfering with with everything that's, that you've set up to help your baby sleep well. So the goal is not to sabotage it. <laughs> <laughs> so, then it so then actually, let, look at, let's look at, at our fourth tip, which is almost the next important one after not turning on the lights, and that is keep the white noise going. As we've been saying, you yeah. want to keep everything the same it's as though your baby is still in there sleeping everything the same don't turn off the white noise when you go in keep it going keep it just as loud there should be no nothing that disrupts your baby being in the zone for sleep because it's just going to be harder to get them back in there to start with yeah exactly and going on from the white noise I think the next most important, which is tip five, would be to change them first. If they've woken Mm -hmm. up to be fed, they need to be woken up fully to be fed. So Mm -hmm. change them, strip them off. They're wide awake so that they take a really good feed as well. So change their nappies or their diapers, and then they're wide awake and they're feeding well. So they going on from there is if they do start to get sleepy if there is more than three seconds between their sucks they've gone to sleep so Mm. at that point take them off um stop feeding them they aren't they aren't feeding at that point they are just using you as a pacifier Mm. um if you're breastfeeding or sometimes with a it sometimes happens with a bottle as well so feed them and then make sure they're burped well at this point I know a sleepy baby is very hard to burp Mm -hmm. and don't well it depends if you can get away with it if they do have a sleepy feed and they don't take in as much uh, air and you can get away with it um, then you can put them back down but nine times out of ten, it might backfire on you. So, Especially in, in younger, very young and new, newborn yeah, babies. Yeah, so whether it, they then end up waking up 20 minutes later because they've got a big mm. burp and it, they can backfire there, or um, not so much in the night because they aren't feeding as much during the night, but they can end up with wind and therefore end up with colic. So try and burp them as well as you can in the middle of the night and then re-swaddle back into their sleeping bag. Tip number seven would be to limit communication when you are up interacting with your little one in the night. And I know that sounds really mean. Um, and it means you, it doesn't mean you can't, you can't talk to them at all. If you want to talk to your baby, you can just do it in a low, calming voice. You're not going to go bursting in and go, hello, you're awake again. Mm. So nice to see you. Uh, communication is one of the 
body clock triggers along with um, food and sunlight. And so having engaging conversation is going to be triggering your little one into thinking that, oh, it's a daylight trigger. So these things happen mm. in the daylight. I have loud, bright communication. There's light. There's stimulation. So the goal is we're keeping stimulation to an absolute minimum. You, If you need to be talking to your little one in the night or to soothe them, just do it in a quiet, calm, gentle voice. We're not going in all guns blazing. No, definitely not. Then tip eight is actually um, more for you than for your little one because... You know, you are the one getting up to them in the night. And this is especially maybe um, a great idea if you have a young baby who who still takes quite a while to feed. I mean, the older your baby, mm. they become more efficient and you, you're really only there for sort of 10, 15 minutes at a time. But we all know that newborn babies can take quite a while. So actually what I used to do is take my Kindle into the baby's room with me. And then as I was feeding... I would just read my book and it just, it just, well, it was a great low level light to be able to see what I was mm. doing as well, but it actually sort of felt like a bit of a break. I don't know. That sounds really weird, but it didn't feel as monotonous getting up in the night to feed when you were getting a bit of a reward for it yourself, which is exactly what it was like. I sort of, during the day, you know, you're pretty busy and and at this point, I had two older children as well. And you're so tired at bedtime. You don't really have much time to read. I actually found these night feeds were a really good way to just catch up on my reading. Because I was up anyway. There's kind of nothing else to do sitting in a pitch black room listening to the white noise. So I used to catch up on my reading. And it was it was actually really nice. I used to almost look forward to it. So yeah. so I guess, yeah. I guess well, the tip. a break tip, for you. Yeah, I guess the tip here is, you know, if... if if you're in, in, in that situation where your baby's taking quite a while to feed, you know, maybe consider having something on your phone to read or your Kindle or, you know, give yourself a little break at the same time. For sure. So in summary, I think every baby will at some point be waking for feeds in the night. And the mm-hmm. goal is, as we've said already, to be able to feed your baby quickly and then settle them back to sleep quickly without them wanting to stay awake and party for hours. So making it efficient, making it super obvious that if you've woken in the night, it's feed straight Mm -hmm. back to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for joining us today. Hopefully you found some of these tips in this mini episode useful. Remember, you can follow us on all our other social channels um, and visit our website if you need any further help with your little one's sleep at www.littleones.co. And we would love to see you there. This is Little Ones, the sleep manual podcast.